Respectfully. 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 A melanated therapist. Welcome in and welcome home, family. I'm Rade. And I'm Dimitri, and this is Respectfully, a Melanated Therapist podcast. Just a quick disclaimer, this is not therapy. We are just two people who are doing a podcast who happen to be therapists. The information in our podcast is for psychoeducation and entertainment purposes only. If you are in need of therapeutic resources, please feel free to contact us and we'll point you in the right direction. Now, before we kick off the show, let's talk a little bit about how you all can support us. If you would like to show us support, please share our podcast on social media. Tag at RespectfullyMT, rate the show, and write reviews just to let us know you're listening and enjoying the show. Thank you for that, friend. All right, fam. So we are less than three months away from mm, 2024. Mm, mm. So it is time for our family check-in. I don't know about y'all, but life has definitely been life out here in these streets. Facts. So, okay, friend, let's dive in. First of all, how are you doing and how has your year been going so far? Ooh, cha. Um, <laughs> so I'm doing well. I, I can say that I'm doing well. Um, how, as far as how my year has been going so far, it's been uh, up and down, the roller coastery. But not in the worst way. <laughs> it's um, been filled with moments of joy, accomplishments. There's been some sadness, um, some loss, stress, um, just a whole spectrum of emotions and shit. Um, but not to the degree where I can't see the the joy or the blessings that I have and um in all the ways that I'm fortunate. So, um I think that has been uh the most beautiful thing about this year, although there have been challenging moments is being able to still see how blessed and fortunate I am even through the storms. How about you? Mm-hmm. Um I'm also doing well. Um very tired, you know. Very. Uh but that's nothing new. right right. that is nothing new right now um my year you know so far has been a roller coaster of emotions as well which I think is anticipated um I actually have gotten sick a few times this year um which is a bit out of the ordinary um with especially how soon that they've been like how sick I've been getting like back to back like it would be i would get sick have a week of like you know healing and then and still dealing probably with some phlegm and then the next week sick again so that has been (laughs) interesting um and you know of course definitely like working through it when i can because i got too much stuff to do um (laughs) my year has also been pretty anxiety filled yeah, facts. <laughs> my year has also been pretty anxiety filled. Not even gonna hold y'all about that. Um, stress filled. Um, but I've been overcoming and utilizing my support. And so because of that, I really do feel like my year has been great so far. And I'm not counting out any any wins or minimizing any wins because every day is a new ba- day, baby. I don't gotta deal with the same thing mm-hmm. from yesterday. <laughs> so yeah. 
that Paula. <laughs> so on a scale from one to 10, with 10 being great mental health, one being poor mental wellness, where are you right now with your mental health? Hmm. Mental, on a scale of one to 10, where am I with my mental wellness? Mm-hmm. So I would say I am about 6.5 to 7. But more towards, I don't know, more towards the 6.5 area. And I, you know, mainly because almost kind of like you said, like this year has been filled with a lot of anxiety-filled situations, moments. Um, there's been a lot of challenges with work. Um mm-hmm. You know, the fluctual. So, you know, people who aren't therapists, like being a therapist, like and working for yourself, um, therapy is a very fickle business. Right. So that means that, you know, you have people who are consistent, but you have a lot of people who are in and outers or people who, yes, I need help run into the session and then they don't come back. Not necessarily. um because of me, because I'm the bomb, but, um, Mm -hmm. (laughs) but, you know, sometimes, you know, a lot of people walk into therapy, not being ready because therapy Mm -hmm. brings up a lot of raw emotions and a lot of things that you have, you know, uh, distracted yourself from packed away for such a long time. It is, you know, in a therapy situation, it always feels, feels worse before it feels better. Um, just to put that Mm -hmm. out there, depending on what you've been through and what's bringing you to therapy, of course. but still a fickle business. So, you know, some ups and downs with, you know, um, the private practice um, and, you know, really just trying to determine how I can help more, support more um, as far as like the mental health community, how I show up in that community, how I support the community, um, which is also something that I'll talk about later because that is uh, kind of a double-edged sword for me. Um, But overall, just um, a lot of balancing issues um, and some challenges managing stress, Um, but not poor mental wellness, but definitely a lot of room for growth. How about you, Frank? I would say I'm at like 7.58. That's good. Yeah. Right. I feel great. I feel like, you know, my, my mental wellness is not going to be at a 10 until I am in a leisure class and I can move when I want to move. So, you know, eight. Um, Mm -hmm. (laughs) So with that being said, um, I, the reason it's been that way, you know, has been a mixture of, you know, the things that we're going to talk about later, but school, anxiety, stress-related things, um, you know, being hypercritical of myself um, mm. and, <laughs> yeah, of myself. And um, also, I think a lot this year as it related to... um social judgment, um, which I think could be related mm. to, you know, definitely being hyper critical with myself. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I, I'm at an eight though. At, at this time I have, um, some great support. I think I mentioned that earlier. I have some mm-hmm. coping skills that I really am able to lean into. Um, and ultimately, um, I'm now at a place where 
even though all of that stress was existing, I'm just really trusting that this is where I'm supposed to be in life right now. And mm-hmm. that if I was gone tomorrow, knock on wood, if I was gone tomorrow, <laughs> that I would, <laughs> um, you know, I would be okay with all that I've become at this point. Right. I know that I still have growth and things like that, but all that I've done and become at this point in my life is definitely, um, I feel good about that. Mm-hmm. So that's where, where my eight is. Okay. All right. So we both set intentions for 2023. Do mm-hmm. you feel like you have been aligning with them and have you accomplished any? Okay. So we mentioned that these were life intentions. Mm-hmm. Um, and so <laughs> accomplishing, um, as I mentioned, the wins are the wins. Mm-hmm. But um, like fully accomplished, no. Like now, granted, have they been put in action and have we had some wins from these intentions? Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. The intentions that were set are ones that I have to lean into on a daily basis. Mm-hmm. Um, and there have been moments where I don't feel like I have been aligning with them. Mm-hmm. Um by way of, you know, my own behaviors or even by behaviors of others that I'm surrounding myself with. Um, but so my intentions were to be love, spread love and receive, um, allowing spirit to guide me through, through purposes of breaking down some generational trauma, calling in some opportunities and, and leading with courage, um, and compassion to reach uh, peace and blessings that are, are for me. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think a big piece of the accomplishment has been the internal work that I've been doing. Um, I think that we've talked about on the show before, but I'm also in therapy um, and I have been for, for a while. And because of, you know, the work that I'm doing in therapy, outside of therapy, um, spiritually, just on an individual level, I have definitely been able to do a good amount of internal work that will help me to really align with those intentions on a holistic level, mm-hmm. which the intentions that I set can be really hard to achieve because they are me as a person, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. And so I recognize that they're going to, it's going to take years um, and it's going to take patience. It's going to take time, but it's also going to take, um, acknowledgement that ultimately with even having these intentions i'm already there so Mm -hmm. yeah what about you love that love that so okay have i been aligning with them yes and no so kind of much like your your answer (laughs) and you know and even before getting into accomplishing like i'm so glad you said uh you brought up the lifelong part of these intentions that we're talking about because there are lifelong changes that we are talking about implementing in our lives where we need to um you know calibrate so that we can mm-hmm. flourish now mm-hmm. you know for me i feel that i have been aligning more with being more vulnerable you know actually trusting in the people who show up for me 
mm-hmm. um, and not allowing my trust issues from past situations as well as some, you know, childhood trauma um, stopped me from truly connecting with someone or sharing a part of my myself with someone, mm-hmm. the inner part of myself with someone, especially when they've shown me theirs, especially when yeah. they have <clears throat> repeatedly shown up for me. And I feel that, you know, I'm still a person that you're going to have to do it quite a few times for me to... Um, write it in permanent marker that you show up for me. However, Mm -hmm. I feel that I'm getting more and more to a place to where it should not take 2000 times (laughs) for you to show me before for me to believe it and then open up and be vulnerable. So I have been working on that. Now I'm not just, we're still ain't running out telling my business because I'm still a a private person by nature and that's never going to change. I don't foresee that changing. However, Mm -hmm. I know that I can share more of myself with the people who actually show up for me and the people I actually trust or have no reason to distrust. Yes. Um, Let's see. One of the ones that I have not been aligning (laughs) that well with is uh, work-life balance. Mm -hmm. You know, I know that I need it, (laughs) but Mm -hmm. I just cannot seem to um, execute the change or figure out how I can maneuver the change. So it's like I see all of the areas that I know need to be balanced and, you know, trying to figure out ways I can cut out, you know, some of the effort that I'm putting in one place, kind of balance it out over another place that could be slightly being neglected. But, you know, you know this about me right there because we kind of shared this in common that we feel our plate. We like to be busy. We like to stay busy, yep. real, ty- real type A uh, type of individuals. So, yep. um, but understanding that um, my plate doesn't have to be full all the time um, in order for me to have an impact or in order for me to make a difference in my, in my career field or just with my personal connections and relationships, because just how I am, you know, doing my best and always figuring out ways to strengthen and, you know, my therapeutic relationships with my clients, I should be doing the same thing with the personal relationships in my life that are fruitful. And when I say fruitful, meaning that there is a equal balance between give and take. And I don't always feel like some, someone needs something from me. And Mm -hmm. of course, you know, if I love you, you're in my space, I'm here for whatever you need. But when I start to feel like I'm someone is, someone or something is always asking for something, whether it's direct or indirect, that just, it, it, it causes a problem for me. Um, but I, like I said, I've been aligning more with that. I have been doing my best to, um, not be so hard on myself, kind of like you say, hypercritical of myself. And I'll talk about that a little more um, later um, in the episode. But, you know, trying to be kinder to myself, um, trying to lift my, be intentional about lifting myself up versus tearing myself down, whether it's conscious or subconscious. So that's been a little wavering as far as the alignment, but um, I feel like I've made some good strides. And, you know, I feel like when we talk about these lifelong intentions, what we're referring to when we use the word accomplish is more so about consistency. How consistent am I am with this intention that I've implemented or this attention that I'm working towards, you know, um, achieving in, in, in my personal growth and development? Because this is something that will, you know, these intentions will, you know, 
follow you throughout your lifetime, but we were talking about more so consist being consistent with them to where it becomes automatic and you don't have to think twice about it. You don't have to question yourself, hmm, am I have am I finding balance? Am I balanced or am I managing my stress well to where it's automatically in place to where I know, okay, you know what? I'm starting to feel a little anxious. I need to go to, I need to start going back to the gym. I need to increase one of the days that I go to the gym, or I need to go for extra walks on this day. Just making sure that these intentions become automatic behaviors and not afterthoughts is basically what I'm trying to say. Well, let me ask you this. What about some of your, your obstacles? I mean, you kind of were talking about them, but what were some of your obstacles and challenges since uh, the last check-in that we had? Hmm. Okay. <laughs> so, um, being hypercritical of myself, that is the very first one. So I'll give you all real life example. So as a professional, I've been, I spoke, been asked to speak at many events and in different um, situations, but I had my very first keynote speaking engagement um, at the end of September. That was the first time that, you know, I had been invited and I was the main speaker of an event. So, you know, there's when I prepare for these type of speak, when I prepare for speaking engagements, you know, I have my outline, like I'm, I'm very meticulous about that. And if I don't feel even if I feel 98 percent good about it. If I don't feel that hundred percent, um, that hundred percent, then I'm going to be hypercritical of myself, period, because it's not go it's not the way that I expected it to be, or I don't feel the way I I I feel like I should feel going into the presentation. Now, don't get me wrong, it's good. And how I realized that I was being so hypercritical of myself is that after that presentation, the people who hired me, as well as people out in the audience, they came up to me, you know, shook my hand, asked for my contact information, said I did a great job. That it was, it was a good presentation. They learned a lot, like all of these positive things. I didn't hear mm-hmm. any negative feedback, but for some reason, I, do, I don't believe them. I didn't believe them. Do you still not? Oh, okay. Um, I feel like uh, it's, it's gone now. So um, almost to the point to where... I've kind of now cat, um, categorized it as done and over with. So I'm not really necessarily feeling anything about it because it's now almost kind of like I turn, I'm, I'm reading a book and I turned the page. So now I'm on to the, the, the continuation of the story versus that particular aspect, if that makes sense. So it's like, I'm not in that same space, but... I was. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So I, I'm not feeling anything about it. Like, I just feel like right now I understand how hypercritical of myself I can be and just kind of actually processing that internally and reflecting on it to say, okay, what reasons or what logic do I have to support that I shouldn't believe what these people are telling me based on what I presented to them? Because I can't mm-hmm. tell someone how to perceive something people perceive and experience things based on who they are in their own um and their own space however you know actually believing that i did a good job even though i felt like there could be 
something that I could have done differently or something I could have done better. So basically mm-hmm. where I'm at now is not necessarily in that space of not believing them, but letting myself know that there's a difference between feedback that I'm getting and also what I expected and how I wanted it to go. Those are two different things. And I think prior to actually realizing that about myself, I was putting them all together. So if I mm-hmm. was unhappy with it, then they can't be telling me the truth. And this is all happening subconsciously. Yeah. Um, but now under, you know, after reflecting on that situation, I'm like, literally everybody gave me feedback. Like, I mean, positive feedback and, you know, I don't have a reason to like, why would these people lie to me? Yeah. <laughs> Especially yeah, if they're exactly. paying for it, because if they, mm-hmm. if they don't like what they pay for, they're going to want their money back. Right. Um, or it's going to be some problems. So none of that happened. So obviously <laughs> what they said was true, but mm-hmm. like I said, being hypercritical of myself, I couldn't see the reality of that truth that they were giving me because of my own reservations about how I wanted it to go or things I could have done better. You know what I mean? Yeah. So really understanding that those are two different things. And as long as the feedback is good, and even if I get constructive feedback, then that's okay because I can take it with me to the next presentation that I give because nothing, you know, no one's going to be perfect in every presentation or, or speaking engagement that I give. Everyone's not going to receive it in the same way, the same. you know, yeah. you know what I'm saying? So just understanding um, that it's okay that I feel that there are things I could have done differently. So I'll do those things differently, you know, whatever that may be, whether giving myself more prep time or, you know, how I, you know, um, bring my notes or my cliff notes with me when I am speaking, you know, whether I, if it's a speech, am I going to memorize it or do I just need bullet points? Like just basically figuring out my flow um, is, is where I landed. Um, and then just getting better based on my own goals and objectives for being a better speaker or being a better professional, et cetera, et cetera, or growing as a professional. Um, And then just allowing people's feedback to be feedback and accepting it at face value, unless I truly have a reason to believe that um, what is being fed to me is not the full truth, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Okay. And then Work-life balance, you know, I, you know, <laughs> like I said, and I kind of, you know, I already talked about that a little bit, but really, like I said, it's really the awareness that I'm good with, but it's just the execution of um, the modifications or changes I need to make. What about okay. you? Uh, okay. So the challenges and obstacles, really big, really big has been managing the stress and anxiety um, on a grand scale. And um, just with how many things I have going on um, and the impact that that stress and anxiety has had on my routine and ability to like balance and sleep. Mm-hmm. Um, so that stress, that lack of that stress is coming from the amount of things. The anxiety a lot of times comes from that hyper hypercriticalness of self um, as that relates to a number of things. So. When I look at the my history of being like hypercritical, especially what I've seen so far over this year, a lot of it has been in relation to um, how I've interacted with other people, whether mm-hmm. I've known them or not. So that like social judgment piece, piece, especially I think this is having a huge impact. And I'm wondering, well, I'm pretty sure this is happening for other people too, but um, working from home tends to have a huge impact on that because I'm not really interacting with people outside of my family Mm -hmm. and 
So, you know, and then of course, like my loved ones that I like talk on the phone every now and then and stuff like that. But even that mm-hmm. this year, I've noticed like if I've gone to like stay with a best friend for a few days or something like that, it takes me a little bit of time to start to become a little bit more even in myself just based mm-hmm. off of that um, transition. So I've been very intentional about that, but very hypercritical of just how I've been presenting to others. Mm-hmm. Um, another, you know, challenge for me has definitely been um, work overall when it comes to my full-time work. Um, private practice for me, private practice has never, you know, like stressed me, but my full-time work, I think really has had an impact in the sense of what my hours are like, because I work overnight um when three days a week while everyone else is like resting and so our days are kind of flipped um but also just my full-time work in general is I was gonna say messy but it's not even messy like that it's just it's just a lot to to Mm -hmm. do um it puts you in a position of like when I when I come and sit down at this computer I may have you know a few minutes to kind of get myself together but for the next 12 hours I'm stuck I'm glued here um and it puts me in a position of feeling like um, I'm not using my time productively, which mm-hmm. is really interesting. Um, okay, let's see. Oh, another big challenge has been also oh, as that goes to my routine and like stress and all of that or sleep is because I was getting like super anxious and frustrated, excuse me, anxious and frustrated because I was not following my routine that I had set out for myself. I think at the beginning mm. of the year I was talking to all about like I'm, I'm doing pole dancing, I'm doing this, I'm doing that, right? And like really vibing through my routine. But as things started to pick up or I started to become exhausted or sick, like I mentioned, mm. I was becoming very um, you know, anxious and and hypercritical of I'm not doing enough, um, and stuff like that. So, yeah. Hold on. Let me see what I'm. I'm. I wrote down some things. Okay. Another thing that has created, you know, some challenges has been, um, my personal like connection with the divine because of my hypercriticalness and mm. um, owning my own gifts and recognizing that like my journal, my journey will look different. Amen. Um, and so the challenges have also been very much so linked to social media. Um, But I've explained, I think to y'all before, just history of like moments that I've been jealous of certain things and stuff like that, not in this year, but um, thankfully those lessons have been applied and and it's not jealousy that's, that's coming up at all, but it is definitely um, a comparison of, okay, that's what that person's experience is going to be like. So, you know, kind of looking for that, but recognizing that there's definitely an individualized experience here for me that mm-hmm. is only mine, right? Um, okay, yeah, I think that's oh, sorry, two more things actually. Um, okay. Call to actions for other therapists has been really or other black therapists or more black therapists, um, mm-hmm. has been such a strife for me this year. And then um therapy myself. There have been times where I was like I'm too busy. I'm too exhausted. I think I just need to dip out of therapy because I just, I, whatever, but, um, I've been consistent. So, yeah. 
That's what I think that's all my things. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Those are good things, you know, especially, you know, it's that, you know, it's all about self-awareness. And I feel like, you know, when you become aware of something that you can do something different and mm-hmm. it's, it, you know, it, it's not always yes, it about can. where you've been. It's about where you're going and how can you get there in the healthiest and most efficient and effective way as possible. So mm-hmm. thanks for that, Brian. So to that end, have you learned anything new about yourself since our last check-in? Yes. So big learning curves and some small, but um, you mentioned lowering your guard um, and embracing the vulnerability. I think that is mm-hmm. that has been a huge thing for me um, mm-hmm. this year. And I'll add to that, like not being so solution focused when I'm talking to loved ones. Mm. Um, just kind of allowing myself to, because my guard is down, allowing myself to also, you know, be the empath that I am and, and mm-hmm. experience what they may be experiencing, but also giving them their feelings back to deal with, mm-hmm. you know, and not putting that on me, that pressure on me to help them come up with something. Um, and just sharing myself like holistically, you know, like if I want to laugh about something, laughing hard as fuck. If I want to cry about something, <laughs> crying about it, you know, like embracing, and, embracing it, you know. <laughs> and I think the perfect one of the perfect examples of that was we recently um, talked about this, but in a previous episode for you know this season, I was laughing about something, and I had a thought, like you know, after the show was over, of like, oh, maybe we should just take that part out because I don't want it to be misconstrued. Mm-hmm. But eh, fuck that. You know, like, <laughs> so that's just, that's we just are human. no, seriously. And truth of the matter is that we clarified it and it wasn't even all that. But anyway, mm-hmm. so um, other things learned were um, really, really respecting my boundaries and standards. Um, you mentioned this too, just that like letting people kind of do something over and over and over again. Um, until you write it in permanent marker that like, this is it. But at this point, it's interesting because I'm really having deal breakers um, when it comes to any and everyone. And so what I've learned is, is that really anybody can get it. So moving on. (laughs) Oh, y'all, Demetrius is, oh, wait a second. Demetrius is muted, but, but, um. He cracking up. <laughs> so I'll wait. Yes, that is. Oh my gosh! But that is so true. I am. I, I am on that same energy. Like no one is exempt. Like I'm not. Now, depending on who you are, I'm not gonna just disrespect you. But yeah, no, no. But you but not you can get it. Correct. Correct. Right. <laughs> um, I approve okay. that message. <laughs> Stamped. Okay. Right. Um, a pig. Okay. And so the reason that I feel though that people can get it pretty much is that I'm really, really, really trusting the history of evidence of my accomplishments. Mm-hmm. Being able to look back in my reservoir and say, girl, you did this, 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 and this, and this. So stop that. Right. And that has been that really linked to my, my school, you know, my schooling process. I'm in mm-hmm. my final semester and completing yeah, my yeah, dissertation. Yeah, yeah. Oh my gosh final semester and completing my dissertation and um i just have made a vow to myself that the baby not about to be stressed in the last semester like that's just not about to be a thing 
We're going to get it done like we always get it done. Your dissertation mm-hmm. is going to be bomb. Thank you mm-hmm. to my amazing participants. I love y'all so, so much. And, <laughs> you know, and, you know, there are going to be moments that I don't want to do it, but, or I'm not motivated to do it, but I know that I have the willpower to get it done. Um, really just applying lessons overall, um, working through my negative emotions a lot, a lot more in a in a more present manner because I actually have the time to so that other time that I was giving to like my routine of going to do certain things because of restlessness mm-hmm. at this point or throughout the year because of my routine being a lot more flexible and me being able to recognize that it's mm-hmm. put me in a position to like okay you're not going to go to full dancing or you're not going to go and write in your journal or you're not gonna go to work today you're gonna take a moment for your mental health you're gonna take Mm -hmm. a moment to do some mirror work you're gonna take Mm -hmm. a moment to be in the shower for however long you need to um Mm -hmm. and and just kind of regrouping and i think i'll say just the last thing is it's like this year was definitely a coming to or um remembering who i am through some different experiences as i'm um becoming certified in some different things um that are related to mental wellness but um not your like typical mental health things mm-hmm. um and so just like remembering that I'm also just more than one thing and so it's not a secret if I'm presenting in a different way toward different mm-hmm. people mm-hmm. you know so um because I was starting to feel like dang like are you a fraud you know how do you show up to you know like how do you mm-hmm. Is it, are you just presenting as a different person when you're around different people? But truth of the matter is that I'm so much more than just one thing. And um, people, there are some people that will be able to get to see different sides of me and there are other people that I won't. And that's perfectly fine. (laughs) Yes. All right. I second that. That's my laundry (laughs) list of the things that I've learned. Um, But I'm grateful for the things that I've learned. What about you? Mm, Well, that's a quite a list to follow no i'm just joking but um don't do me no but um no those are good things friend i i love the you know the transparency and the the vulnerability and all of that because you know in order to answer this question you have to be all of those things um well you have to make a intentional choice to be all to do that um so what have i learned about myself okay so the hypercritical of myself piece. Um, It's not something that is new. So let me point that out. This is not something that just happened. This has actually been here for quite some time. And Mm -hmm. to the degree that I can't even pinpoint when it started, but I know that it was birthed through, um, you know, some neglect and abandonment and attachment um, trauma from my childhood because it all kind of that hypercritical part of, you know, me doing anything really or being hypercritical of myself really kind of always kind of stems back to self-concept and self-worth. So, you know, believing that, you know, I've done my best when I know I have done my best and not just always thinking, okay, what can I do different? What can I do different? Like I tell my clients, we're going to celebrate all the wins. There's no such thing as a big win or a small win. And we're going to stop and smell our roses and get our flowers. And that's just something that, you know, I learned that I need to do more of for myself. So, you know, at the end of the day, practicing what I preach, 
You know what I'm saying? I can't look across from my clients every week or every two weeks or what have you and tell them, okay, these are some of the things that we're working on. These are some our intentions. These are how, you know, what how are we going to achieve these intentions when, you know, I may not be doing the same thing myself. So, yeah. you know, making sure that, you know, I walk the walk, you know, for lack of better terms and, you know, um, and understanding where that hypercriticalness comes from and, you know, aligning myself with all of the interventions or strategies I can implement to resolve that or mitigate that. Um, Also learned by myself is... um, I already, I kind of knew it, but um, not to its full capacity, if that makes sense. But the the work like the balance, the work life balance, like I somehow um, tend to blur the lines between professional and personal. Meaning that um, there's some things I've done deliberately, like I don't take clients over the weekends. Those are my two days, but work still spills over into those two days. So that's not a full balance. Like there's some balance there because I make sure that I don't have sessions on that day, but I'm not truly taking those those days truly for myself because there's always something that needs to be done um, because I fill up my plate. Um, so really understanding, okay, um, I have questions that I ask myself now because I wouldn't say I have a a hero complex, but I always want to help. Like, I just can't help myself in wanting to help others. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And when I say I can't help myself, meaning that um, in doing that, like, it's not a bad thing that I want to help others, but it's to the degree to where I'm so focus on helping others and supporting others that I'm not pouring into my own cup as much as I should be because I'm trying to trying to help everybody else. So, you know, making sure that I am asking myself, okay, do I need to do this? Why do I want to do this? And is it really necessary for me to do this? And when I say that, meaning that when it's time to take on new responsibilities or new, you know, efforts that I'm I'm making professionally or, you know, to help support my clients, at the end of the day, do I have to do it right now? Why does my plate have to be so full? Yeah. You know, and ultimately, am I doing this out of is my core intent 100% hands down, no questions asked to help and support? Or is there an underlying reason why I'm doing this? Am I doing this because I'm distracting myself? Answer, short answer, yes. Part of it mm-hmm. is that. And part of it is because of, you know, who I am and and being a healer and wanting to support and help those around me who I may see struggling because a lot of people around me are struggling. And that extends beyond professional. You know what I mean? And, you know, I have my own struggles as well. So, you know, just trying to make sure I find a good balance um, between those two areas and I don't blur the lines anymore Um, Mm -hmm. and making sure that I'm not distracting myself by dressing it up as helping or supporting or being a part of this initiative or this committee or this board or this nonprofit or, you know, this mental health initiative. Is it, what is it for? You know what I mean? So kind of learning that, um, 
before I accept anything from this point moving forward, I'm going to ask myself those questions to make sure that it's in my best interest. Now, granted, if someone's getting help, that's always a positive, but I'm also human as well. I also need time for myself. These very things that I'm giving out to others, I need those very same things and I need to start by giving them to myself. Mm-hmm. So that's um, another thing that I learned. Another thing that um, I learned is that hmm, I am, I don't want to say too forgiven because forgiveness is is, is key to, to healing. Um, but I am, I give too much grace and I'm not God. I don't, I, mm-hmm. I'm not required to give you all this grace. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And it's almost kind of like you said, like at the end of the day, everybody can get it. So, you know, you know, at the end of the day, you know, I, I, I hold myself accountable, but now I'm holding people around me more accountable than I have ever done in my entire life because Mm -hmm. I love you. So you get grace. I love you. You get grace. I love you. I get grace, but damn, when do we draw the line? Yeah. How much grace I'm supposed to give you? Mm -hmm. I had to give you a full tank of gas every week. Or just get, throw you a few dollars to help uh, top off your tank. Like, you know, what's the, what's, what's the deal? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So that is um, something I learned about myself. Like, I'll still continue to extend grace. It's not that I'm not going to, but when is enough enough? Mm-hmm. When do we make some modifications? Mm-hmm. When do you hold yourself accountable? When do I hold you accountable? And, you know, and also understanding that just because I'm attempting to hold someone accountable regarding how they're interacting or treating me doesn't mean that they're going to be accountable and being able to accept that. And then knowing that I hold the power of what I'm going to deal with, what I'm going to interact with, what I'm going to put up with, and what I'm going to, or if I'm going to hang on and continue to help um, make this relationship or this connection a healthier one or a effective one. Um, So that's mine. (laughs) That's what I've learned about myself. And, you know, last, not last, but not least, but just to close it out, like it's just some more work that needs to be done. And I think it is, um, you know, like we said before, it's lifelong intentions, Mm -hmm. but really just, making myself more of a priority is really um, what I kind of learned about myself that I've been saying it, but I haven't really been doing it as consistently as I need to do it um, to where it can actually have a positive impact. You know what I mean? So it's like, I'm doing it. It's inconsistent. So I can, I, I feel benefit sometimes, but then, you know, I don't because it's not consistent because then I'll get wrapped up in work or I'll get wrapped up mm-hmm. in trying to help my clients. And, you know, I have, you know, I don't ever want to, there's challenging clients, meaning that they have a lot of things going on that you have to help support them through therapeutically. And then you have some that, you know, are more on the milder side and just some adjustment and life transitions and things like that. So, you know, I have, when, especially when I have more challenging clients or, ch- or clients who have more um, life stressful, life and stressful events happening in their life, um, I get hyper-focused because I'm trying to help. I'm trying to support, trying to do everything I can, but that also weighs on me as well because that takes a lot of my focus. And then I also have, you know, other um, work obligations that I need to attend to because I have my hands, I'm in different 
areas. Like, you know, I'm at yeah. school, you know, during the day and then I have my private practice and then I am, you know, uh, help governing a nonprofit organization. So it's a lot of different things that are pulling me in different directions and just really understanding that it's okay to let some of those things go. Yeah, very true. Okay. That was a very long-winded answer, but that's that. so was mine well so you know what before I even ask you the next question what I want to kind of close this round this out with is that I think just as therapists if any therapists are also listening I think you know oftentimes we try to help others to fill our own cup because Mm -hmm. it feels good to help others as it does align with our intentions right and Mm -hmm. and what we're here to do with the world um and in the world I think you know and I'm not sure about this for you, friend, but this definitely happens with me that I have have learned is that when I feel like I'm helping, not helping others enough um, with the things that I'm doing in life, or I'm not fulfilling that on a grand scale, um, the negative self-talk starts and I, mm-hmm. and I don't pour it back into myself anyway. Right. So, mm. because now I already think so negatively of me because I haven't helped others. So it's been like, help everybody else first so yes. that you can feel good about you rather than just feeling good about you in general. Oh, I relate to that friend. Like you yeah. put your mask on first before yeah. you attempt mm-hmm. to help somebody else. Yes, friend. Mm-hmm. I 100% relate to that. And I experienced that too. And, um, but you know, as we move forward, then we'll kind of, uh, talk about like some of the things that, you know, I, you know, want to, that we want to make sure that we are focusing on as we continue to move forward. Progress. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Um. Mm-hmm. So question is, of all of your intentions, is there um any that you specifically want to focus on before we enter 2024? Yes. Um, it's more than, so more than one, but the very first one, the, the one that's at the top of my list and, and mm-hmm. it's almost like a billboard, you know, those um billboards in Las Vegas with the bulbs and they'd be flashing. It says healing, <laughs> healing is the top one. And when I say healing, just healing in general, healing from, you know, childhood trauma that hasn't been, you know, fully processed and, and worked through. Um, healing, you know, within myself when I feel like I'm not enough or I'm not doing enough. And when I say healing, understanding that, you know, I wasn't put here to save everybody. I wasn't necessarily put here to save anyone. However, the work that I do, I could possibly end up accomplishing that. But really, you know, ultimately my goal in being a therapist is just to support people and, and, you know, make sure they don't feel alone because in my own mental health journey, I felt alone. Because we didn't talk about it, because there was nobody out there who looks like mute that were talking about experiencing some of the same things that I was experiencing. So I felt alone. So that is at the forefront of all of the work that I do in the mental health field. But at the same time, I have to heal myself as a healer. You know what I mean? Like making sure that I am... Like, I'm very good at compartmentalizing. Like, once I disconnect from a session, I'll probably think about it for a little bit, but then I can move on about my day and not carry that on with me. But that's not 100% 
um, what is it, foolproof. That's not 100% yeah. foolproof. Sometimes it will stick with me because I do care and I see this person struggling or I see them spiraling and I see a relapse on the horizon and there's no way that I can prevent it. You know what I mean? That stuff weighs down. Um, and that's something that I recently just went through. Like I literally saw it unfolding. I knew that they were going to relapse and they relapsed. They did, um, yeah. Yeah, and, every, and they did. And um, that weighs on you. You know what I mean? Yeah. And and it almost kind of like automatically you want to, it's like a mirror. You want to turn it around and look at yourself like, okay, what could I have done differently when the reality of the situation is, is that that's their demons, not mine. Right. And I can only be that catalyst for change or that catalyst for support or that catalyst for healing and understanding that, you know, I am responsible for what happens when I share a space with a client, but I am not responsible for what they do out of my sight. Yeah. I'm not responsible for what they choose to implement, regardless of what I am attempting to uh, teach them. Um, and outside of healing is really um, understanding that moving forward, you know, I'm, I'm actually be kind to myself and I'm going to give myself to December 31st, 2023 to... Just roll on out with what's on my plate. But starting 2024, I'm going to be hyper intentional about what I put on my plate, what I say yes to. Now, in my personal life, I have been really good at set my boundaries in my personal life. They're good. Mm-hmm. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> and when I say mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't, meaning that these are the boundaries that I'm setting. If you cross them, we'll talk about it. But there's no more uh, two strikes, three outs because this is not baseball. Now, I'm going to give you a little grace, but at the same time, my boundaries are my boundaries. And I've been, I know how to say no, and I don't mind saying no anymore. Um, But professionally, it's a little harder for me to say no when I'm sitting here looking at this person needing support. Can you help me? That word, help me. Can you help me? That phrase, I just, I'm not in a place to where I, I can't say no, but I have to get to a place to where I can say no because it's too much for me, because I am still a human at the end of the day, or at least be able to say, not right now. Mm-hmm. Check with me in another few weeks, or mm-hmm. let me follow up with you next month to see if you still need that additional support. And when I'm saying that, I'm not talking specifically about clients. I'm talking about life in general, Hello, like things yeah. that are, you know, like work stuff. Because like I said, I have my own private practice and I work for an organization. So a lot of things are being asked of me all the time. And I do have the ability to say no, because when my plate is full, my plate is full. So if I keep allowing you to throw stuff on my plate, how effective can I be with any of these things when I can't see through the the, the smoke because you keep throwing stuff on my plate? So I have to say no mm-hmm. at some point so that I can still effectively do the shit that I'm supposed to do. Not mm-hmm. the extra stuff you're asking me to do, or the extra stuff that needs to be done. Um, and then, you know, I have this thing, and I guess it also kind of goes back a little bit to, you know, learning things about myself that I mistake ability inadvertently, subconsciously, whatever you want to call it. Um, I mistake co- ability for capacity. So if I feel, you know, ultimately, and what I mean by that is if I say, okay, do I, I know I'm capable of doing it, but do I have the capacity to do it? And for some reason along the way, I feel like if I'm capable, then I have the capacity when in reality, those are two different things. Mm-hmm. You know, I have the ability to do whatever, do whatever I want or achieve whatever mm-hmm. I put my mind to, but do I have the capacity to do that right now? Mm-hmm. And that is, um, 
definitely something I'll be focused on as well is remembering. I don't know, I think I'm gonna put it somewhere by my um, in my office somewhere. Just capacity um, and some of these terms that you know balance capacity. Um, self-kindness, these things around me so that I'm always being reminded that I need to check in with myself about my capacity. Where am I right now? Can I take on more or do I need to wait until I drop something off of my plate? Can I truly handle mm-hmm. this? And I actually just did this, um, practice this, so I'm kind of proud of myself. So I, I feel that this is something that you know I will be able to um, to be consistent with. I won't necessarily say achieve yet because like I say, it's, it's, these attentions are lifelong, like we said. But I could be consistent with it because I recently had a situation where, you know, I am a part of this um, alliance about for suicide prevention. And, you know, I was like, oh, you know what? The BIPOC community is, you know, important to me and the LGBTQIA plus community is important to me. So I'm going to be a co-chair on both of those committees. Sign right on up for it. Raise my hand. And I'm like, okay. So then, of course, all these communications start flowing in about these two committees. And I'm like, whoa, okay, I might have bitten off more than I can chew. Can I could I can I do it? Yes. But is it worth it in the end though? And I didn't feel like it was worth it to overexert myself. So I advocated for my sister, you know what? After careful consideration, I can co-chair one of those committees, not both. Right. So, you know, that's just an example of how, you know, that's showing up in my life and um so I'm kind of proud of myself for, you know, actually looking at my capacity and making a decision to step away from something or let go of something, even though it's for a great cause, because my well-being um, has to be at the top of my priority list at all times. Sure um, does. And um, yeah, that's it. So how about you, friend? Um, the intentions um, that I want to specifically focus on before you know, entering 2024 20, is the being love, spreading love and receiving love. Um, I think that's important for me because of, you know, as I mentioned, the the hypercriticalness and, you know, how you talk to yourself, how you view yourself oftentimes becomes how you talk to and view other people. Mm-hmm. It becomes a projection. And I'm trying to very much so limit that so that as I'm appreciating me, I'm appreciating the people that are also choosing to be intentional about spending their time with me and, and sharing a space and energy with me, whether it's family, friends, or or whatever. Preach. And um, and then, you know, and which also means though, when I am starting to have those moments of, you know, of fear of judgment for whatever reason, um, communicating that to the person that I'm talking to if they're a loved one. Um, not to put it on them, but and, and nor to be validated either, but um, to clear it. Um, oftentimes, if it can be brought up, it can be it can be cleared because I notice that for me, if I can say, you know, I don't even know, but or I do know why right now having this thought about X, Y, and Z, if they're close enough to me, and, and I can say that. Mm-hmm. Um, I can also clear it with him and say, but I know that's not true because of yada, yada, yada. And we can move on. Um, But if I drag it on sometimes, like, you know, in my head, it can lead to a spiral. Um, The other thing I will say is continuing with uh, having grace 
for myself during the healing process. And as you were talking about capacity, it definitely reminded me of um, just recognizing that there are things that can actually slow me down. (laughs) There are things Mm -hmm. that can actually slow me down or make me feel like I need rest or whatever. And so, um, you know, recognizing those things graciously instead of uh, turning like a frown against them, uh, you know, because that may just also be the time that I need rest. So, yeah. Okay. That's what's up. So, friend... Do you what advice do you have for anyone who is struggling to keep up with their intentions or goals for the year? Um if you have an issue like Demetric and I of helping others create, you know, creating a barrier for you with yourself, um the advice that I want to give you is help yourself or help others through be- bettering yourself. Like if you can work on you, it'll help people in the long run because your presentation is even going to be different when you're interacting with them. Um, and also try to continue to review the positive things. And if you can, you know, we mentioned these really big lifelong intentions. I think important piece of this when you're struggling through them is to break them up into some small chunks um, mm-hmm. and see, well, if we had this lifelong intention, so for instance, I'm saying I need to work, continue to work on being love, spreading love and receiving it. What does that look like in my day to day? Just like on a smaller scale for, you know, how do I interact with my husband? How am I interacting with myself? How am I feeding myself? Different things like that. Um, if you can break it down into some smaller chunks and be gracious to yourself when you don't follow through with that intention and look at maybe the reason why and how it can be applied next time, because tomorrow is always a new day for you to try again, more opportunities for you to do, to do something again and not hold it to yourself, hold it against yourself. So, um, that's my advice. If you're struggling with any, uh, keeping up with your intentions, what about Mm -hmm. you? Um, I think that was, uh, well said. Um, the only thing that I, I want to say add to it, but I would just say, just stay the course. Um, and what I mean by stay the course is mm. be kind to yourself because you're human and we all fall short sometimes. So we may not always be able to be consistent mm-hmm. and we may have, you know, some fluctuations in consistency. So really just being kind to yourself because we can't change yesterday, but we can always change what we do today moving forward. So don't get mm-hmm. caught up or hung up on the things that you didn't achieve or you couldn't do up until this moment because we can't go back and change that. We can't go back and quote unquote right that wrong or that misstep yeah. but we can make a conscious decision to do today and moving forward that we will be more intentional about striving for our intentions that we have set forth yeah, yeah. we're we're not perfect and we can't do everything alone but you can definitely still be intentional about about who you are for you so the earth lesson for this week is your self-care and mental wellness should always be at the top of your priorities. If you're not taking care of yourself, how can you truly show up for someone or something else? In the profound words of Winston Churchill, success is not final and failure is not fatal. It is the courage to continue that counts. Intentions do not have an expiration date. So dust yourself off and keep striving. Respectfully, a melanated therapist. If y'all need a 
alternative Bible verse to Winston Churchill, Joshua 1.9 is a great one for that one. So, all right, fam, remember to follow us on Instagram at respectfullymt and send your questions and topic requests to respectfullymt at gmail.com. Until next time, fam. Peace. Respectfully. 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 A melanated therapist.